0: Get on the road to Cheltenham with Betfair and build your free bet pot for the festival. Bet £20 across UK and Irish racing. Get a £10 free bet on the Cheltenham Festival. Runs every Saturday. Build your free bet pot with Betfair.
1: Thank you for joining us on the weekend warm-up as part of Betfair's race to Cheltenham. The excitement is very much building. We now are, of course, just two and a half weeks away from the festival itself. And this is always a good starting point to get straight into offers. And welcome along, Barry.
0: I am. yeah, the offer, Race to Cheltenham, it's in our third week this weekend, obviously Saturday, bet £20 on the Betfair Exchange and you get a free £10 bet into your bet builder pot for the Cheltenham Festival. If you haven't got involved in the action already, it's not too late, you've still three Saturdays to go before Cheltenham, if you bet that 20 quid on the next three Saturdays you'll have 30 quid come to the festival. If you're already involved, you're on the road to £50 bonus ahead of the Cheltenham Festival. So like I said, it's not too late to get involved. Uh, bet to 20 quid and you get your free 10 pound bet before the festival kicks off in March
1: well completing our lineup is Chris Dixon and Chris once again we've got a really informative weekend in store
2: we have Emma Um, yeah really looking forward to it obviously there's a a good card at Kempton couple of graded races there we've got the Adonis we've got the Pendle Um, there's some competitive handicaps there up at Newcastle there's the Ida Chase in Ireland at Fairy House three graded races on their card and it's a big weekend on the all-weather as well down at Lingfield, there's the winter derby Group 3 there's the listed heaver stakes as well all of that good stuff going on I'm going to be at Chelmsford in the evening and getting home pretty late <laughs> but I'll get there early to make sure I can take in everything that's happening in the afternoon
1: <laughs> <laughs> and isn't it quite nice to see good ground at Kempton
2: yeah it's great to see it's kind of what you associate with Kempton as a rule but we haven't always had it um, this season have we but It's invariably a track that you kind of associate, certainly front end and back end of the season, with a a soundish surface, a a little bit more of a test of speed often at Kempton than you get at at other tracks. Even when the ground is softer there, it's often not as soft as it can be at other venues. So it's essentially a speed track, particularly when the ground dries up like it has done in the last week.
1: Well, our Raker's race in focus this week is the Adonis Hurdle. And Barry, best starting point is how do they bet? Because I'm guessing that Tritonic is going to be quite short.
0: Yeah, he's even money favourite at the moment, Tritonic. I heard the junk is currently a 4-1 to one chance, 12 pass at Doble. It's a whole host of horses in there with chances. Uh, I, I think the favourite opposable at the price. So you, you've heard Chris say that it's a speed track. It took them all the length of the straight to get by Casa Lupe in... Um, in Ascot, when he won first time up, he traded at a high of 27 in running on the Beffer Exchange. There, the runner-up and re-opposing Casalupe traded at 105. I think the favourite's readily opposable at the even money mark. I'll be laying him on the Beffer Exchange.
1: OK, well, I think that Chris and I are going to go against you. So, Chris, we'll talk about some of the pros and cons of the, of the favourite here, Tritonic, and why he's so short. Um, we know Alan King thinks a lot of him. I think he fully expects him to win at the weekend. This is a race that Alan King has won four times in the past, and this has always been the target um, since winning at Ascot. We know he's good on the flat. What's to like and what are their doubts?
2: I think Barry highlighted the the doubts perfectly. And for all that I'm putting up Tritonic, I've got to be honest, I'd be hard-pressed to be getting involved at even money or a shade of odds on, which is, I suspect, the price that we're going to be looking at. So he's not a horse that I'm actually going to be backing. But by the same token, I'm putting him up as the selection because it's not a race that, personally, I'm going to be playing in. I think you you can flip it either way. The positives are obvious. You mentioned there Alan King's good record in the race Very good horse on the flat, rated 99. He was second in a Royal Ascot handicap. He was fourth in an old Royal Cup. He was listed place. He's got some very, very strong form. And he made a winning start over hurdles at Ascot in what looked a fairly deep race. Now, as Barry said, he hit a big price in running because he looked in a little bit of bother. And it wasn't until after jumping the last that he actually got on top of Casalupi, who's in opposition here. I think the the reason that he nearly got beaten is that three out and at the last, he wasn't very good over his hurdles. And I think he'll be better with that experience behind him and with probably more schooling sessions under his belt as well. If he didn't have that record on the flat of showing that he is a horse with a little bit of tactical speed, then I just just looking at Ascot last time out, I'd worry that he'd get outpaced. But the full body of his work to this stage makes me think that he will get away with it and be quick enough. But do I want to back him at even money? Probably not. Is he the selection? Yes, but I'll be betting in other races uh, during the weekend.
1: It's amazing, isn't it, when you bring two horses from the flat together. Tritonic with a rating of 99 and Casalupi with a mark of 69. And yet put some obstacles in the way and there's not much between them.
2: Yeah, very much so. I, I mean, Casalupi, uh, I think Barry probably backed this up. His, his jumping was absolutely mustard in that race at Ascot, whereas there was definitely some novice errors from uh, Tritonic. And I think that really did help Casalupi. But he was, was probably reasonably well regarded in that they sent him to that particular race himself, Casalupi, the same race that the yard had won with Goshen the previous year.
1: Okay, what about one or two of the others? Honor de Jean, um, made a very pleasing debut at Exeter and then fell at the last, went a length clear, actually, in what looked to be a pretty smart race at Kempton last time out. Then you've got Margaret's Legacy, who's an interesting runner from France.
2: Yeah, very much so. Um, I think you, you look at some of those other horses, they definitely are interesting. Margaret's Legacy, unbeaten in two starts uh, in France. Makes the running often an advantage at this track, although there are other horses such as Casalupi will go forward, so hopefully they set it up for tri Um John Locke's quite an interesting one. Fair horse on the flat for um, Rafe Beckett. Starts out the hurdles for uh, Dan Skelton. But the, the really interesting pair, Honour de Jean Coup, uh, was second behind Mon Mirrell, who was a grade two winner on his next start. That came at Exeter on his hurdles debut, and then um, he, um, I think, would have won here over course and distance um, over the Christmas period if he hadn't have come down late. And that form is looking pretty good. The winner of the race as it went had shown form in a bumper in France and the third horse has since come out and won a listed mares race um, at Doncaster. But the really intriguing one is this Paz Adoblé, who was a useful horse on the flat for Jim Bolger. He's joined Paul Nichols and Nichols has done this before, hurdling debutants, good horses off the flat that have made their hurdles debut in this race and won it. I'm talking about Zabaya and Zakanda, who both won on their stables and Hurdle's debut in this
0: race.
1: Harry, I know you're keen to take on Tritonic. Is there one that you'd be putting up against him?
0: Yeah, Honor de Donk, who, who traded at 1.15, which is 13-2 to two on last day before falling at the last. He's not without a chance. And Martin's nailed it there. Or sorry, Chris has nailed it there. Margaret's legacy could be anything. Uh, the French horse that's coming over at Paso Doble. There's not many people improve horses out of Jim Bulger's yard, although famously, obviously, uh, Willie Mullins did with Annie Power. But I know that was a bit of a misgiving that Willie had before he bought Annie Power uh, out of Jim Bulger's. But if if he was rated what around 84 on the flat when when with Jim Bulger, so if Paul Nichols on flat ratings he hasn't got much to find with the likes of tritonic and he's apparently he's skilled well at home watch out for what Paul has to say about him on his blog on Betfair so it's a really really competitive race and I just think at even money he's a horse I'd prefer to be a backer than a lair or sorry a lair than a backer okay
1: well no pressure boys it's time to move on to best bets of the week and an each way selection um Chris your brother excelled last week what are your fancies
2: um, well, initially, I, I, I nearly played it very safe with Moss Gill in the heaver at Lingfield, but then I saw the early price that went up at 5-4, to four and I thought, well, see if I can find something that's likely to be a bit bigger, and I've gone for Oro Branco, a horse who runs for Nigel Hawk in the 4.10 at Kempton, the Sobi, penultimate race on this card. It's a two-and-a-half-mile handicap chase. Um, Oro Branco would have raced two starts ago, beating a load of subsequent winners, on that occasion. And then, last time out, he finished second to a well-handicapped veteran called Fagan. And I don't think he really got home, particularly after making a mistake at the last. I think he'd have been second anyway, but he'd have been a closer second without that mistake. I think they're doing the right thing, dropping him back in trip. I still think that on his previous form, he looks a well-handicapped horse. Um, Nigel Hawke's horses seem to be in pretty good form and his style of racing, forward going, absolutely ideal for this track. So, Oro Branco in the 410, at Kempton is my
0: weekend nap.
1: Okay before we go on to a neat choice selection we'll get Barry's best bet of the week.
0: Yeah my best bet of the weekend I'll know my faith nice and early it's in the first race in Kempton it's a handicap hurl over two mile fives the horse in uh, that I fancy is Gunside Ridge for uh, Ollie Murphy and Aidan Coleman he's rated 120 He he was second to Growl Road last day and Gal Rowe just absolutely danced in on Sunday in Newbury in handicap hurl. He's rated 131 now. Before that, the horse had won a, a novice race in Doncaster. And he won quite impressively that day under hands and heels. He's stepping up to two mile five here. I just think he's going to be around an eight or ten to one chance. I think he represents a real decent bit of value um, this weekend, stepping up and trip.
1: Okay, my best bet of the week. I like the chances of Calico for Dan Skelton. I know he's a horse that they think plenty of in the Dovecote novices hurdle. He goes on any ground. He was pretty smart on the flat in Germany. He was fourth in a German St. Ledger. I liked his debut performance um, when he won over hurdles at Ludlow. And I think all in all, there's plenty to like about him. Obviously, Athol Street for Paul Nicholls looks the main danger there. Bigger prices looking slightly further afield. Chris?
2: Uh, I'm going to go to Kempton and the 3.35, competitive-looking handicap. There was one or two horses of interest in this for an each-way selection. Um, I've gone for Black Corton, who was second in this race last year off a pound higher handicap mark for the Paul Nicholls team. And the thing that catches my eye about him is the fact that he's been freshened up. He's had a 78-day break since he last ran. Now, if you look at this horse's record, when he's had 50 or more days off the track, I'll just reel off a list of numbers, but two, three, one, 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 two, one, eight, three, two, four. That's his record when he's had a break. The latest of those, that fourth at Ascot in a really competitive handicap, was off a higher handicap mark. I think his next two runs probably came too soon for him, and he's now back to Kempton on a surface that'll suit but a race that he ran well in off a higher mark, and he does have some big field handicap form second in a goal away play those ascot runs behind well handicapped horses that i mentioned and i think the race will be run to suit him so black court in the 335 at uh, Kempton. i think he's around 14 to 1 something like that
1: well barry this is an intriguing race because you and i have independently come up with the same each way selection here against chris
0: Well, wow, what were the odds of that yeah, I was just having a little novel to myself there that Chris fancies Black Court and I fancy one in the same race. Mine's the Butcher said. Uh, he ran last day in the Skybet Chase and although he's beaten 34 lengths, would you believe he traded at 7-4 to four in running? Now, I bet him that day and he travelled like an absolute dream. But when push came to shove, he found very, very little. He's obviously had a win problem because they've done the win since... Um, I think the drying ground is really going to ha- help him as well. I think a mark of 137 is not too burdensome on him. And I thought he had a great each way shout at 12 to 1. He's currently at 12 to 1 chance. And Ollie Murphy's horses are beginning to hit a, fo- a bit of form. And uh, yeah, I just thought at, at the price at around 12 to 1, drying ground, he's had his win done. And the mark of 137, they, uh, they all came together nicely for me to back him each way in the 335 and Kempton.
1: Well, Barry, you summed it up perfectly there. What can I really add to that? But I totally agree with you. I think he's a big player, a horse that travels extremely well in his races. And, uh, OK, yes, he was well behind Captain Nord last time, but Captain Nord is now 19 pounds higher. And the ground, I think, could make quite a difference. That that is for trainer Ollie Murphy. So all in all, intriguing weekends racing. Thank you very much to Chris and Barry. And we will be talking to you both again next week.
0: Get on the road to Cheltenham with Betfair. Build your free bet pot for the festival. Bet £20 across UK and Irish racing. Get a £10 free bet on the Cheltenham Festival. Runs every Saturday. Build your free bet pot with Betfair.